Welcome to Let's Do Lunch, a podcast about life, tech, trends, violent delights, and whatever else comes up. I'm Jared. And I'm John. And you are the listener. The chosen few, the proud, the bold. Those who sift through a few NC-17 ratings to discover this, the finest jewel of discourse. Those who don't really mind those sloppy eating sounds. Who dare to join two average white nerds in a lunch conversation. For the next hour, you're one of us. Like, metaphorically, right? I'm still John? Not now, John. Save the banter for the lunch. Today on Let's Do Lunch. It, it would have to be amazing for for me to be amazed. Well, yeah, well, that, that is the definition of the word. <laughs> you know, if I really wanted to, I would care less, but I don't even care enough to care less. Are you being facetious? I don't know what that means. Okay, that got mean. Why don't we say where we are? We are at Moreno's Mexican Grill, is which is apparently a bit of a chain. chain. Yeah, it is. Moreno's Mexican it Grill, is, yeah. Well, th- we are at warning this restaurant is habit forming. Yeah, you're seeing the wrong side of the cup. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There so it the, is. Uh, the FDA must have required them to put that sign on you there. You can't just put that on there. You can't put warnings on there to scare people if there's not a reason. Right. So it kind of makes me wonder. Yeah. All right. So let's try this chips and salsa. I had to get the chips and salsa. Okay. So you do the chip part and then you dip and try out the salsa. First time at a Mexican restaurant, John? <laughs> I don't frequent them. I see. Well, you know this place is authentic, because we're the only gringos in the building. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was recommended to me by one of my students. All right. Who is also Latino himself. All right. He said, this is a place you need to go to. So. Well, that's great. So here we are. And I will fail him if I don't like the food. So it's a win-win either way. Right. Wait, why is failing him a win? Because he's Mexican? Because I get even. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went to uh, I went to visit the restroom just to it's it's kind of one of the things that I do. Just seems to I, be one I of your specialties. T- I have a tiny bladder, and it also it is a, a good idea to check it out to see I, to see how the restaurant is. If they keep the restrooms clean, then generally the re- the, the kitchen is going to be clean. That's fair. Yeah, and uh, it was it was fine. Everything was new. So that was cool, but there was a lock. There, they gave me a little spatula scoopy thing, and then there was a key on that. Oh, like a like gas station. Yeah, because it's it's in, the, it's in the back. Like it's, it's not. You, inside. Have, to you have to go outside of the dining room area and yeah. go around the building. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, that's not great. So like there was a little bit of graffiti there, but it was all new graffiti. It was fresh graffiti. Okay. So I'm all right with that. Fresh graffiti. Um, and there's a mirror that's right between like the kitchen and the bathroom. So I was concerned that it was one of those, you know... One of those two-way mirrors? Yeah. <laughs> I actually looked that up, a uh, two-way mirror, because apparently they are called one-way mirrors, but a lot of people call them two-way mirrors, just because we're confused with binary numbers. I was thinking about that. I was thinking, why do we call it a two-way mirror when... It's only a mirror in one, one way. In mirror one way and see-through on the other. Yeah. So it's just one of those c- cultural misnomers that... Yeah. Kind of like when people say, I could care less. Right. When that just aggravates me to, to no it's, end. I couldn't care less is the proper way to say it. 
Because if you could care less, that means you have more care from which to go down. Yeah, but you don't care enough to go down. No, but I could not care less. I have so little care that I could not care any less than I care now. See, that that's how the phrase it is supposed also, to be said. also makes sense, but I think I could care less also works. Like, you know, if I really wanted to, I would care less, but I don't even care enough to care less. Only if you say it that way. <laughs> okay. I'm going to walk away from the table. All right and see what's going on on the island over there because it looks to me like they might have more dipping choices and salsas and etc. They do. This one is more of a greenish looking sauce. I don't know what's going on there. I'd go with brown. It looks to me like it would come out the same color as it went in. Yeah. <laughs> Not very appetizing is that. Okay. That's and nice. this, this particular one I believe is some sort of guacish. That's whipped cream. That is that is shamrock shake. It's too green to be whipped cream, so I think it's maybe sort of a, a sour cream guac-ish I don't thing. know. If, if you dip in and find out that that's shamrock shake, you owe me 20 bucks. I owe you 20 bucks. <laughs> Speaking of shamrock shake, you know, last year when we were doing the podcast, yeah. we went to McDonald's specifically for the purpose of getting a shamrock shake. Yeah, but then we went to a non-McDonald's. And that ended up being not McDonald's, so we thought, well, eventually we'll make it up. We eventually did go to McDonald's, didn't we? On our own. So by the time we got there. No, we went there for a podcast. I don't remember that. I'm fairly certain we did do one podcast at McDonald's because we talked about the founder and all that. No, but we were talking about that because we went to that first restaurant that is no longer a McDonald's. That's true, but we also did eventually make it up and go to McDonald's, I think. But when we got there, Shamrocks were over. We missed our window. Yeah. So I never got a shamrock shake last year. No, I remember um, we talked about it so much that I went to a McDonald's later that oh, day. Yeah. You texted me and told me and that you got it. I sent you. A, I thought I sent you a picture of a shamrock Maybe. shake. Yeah. Um, I've already had my shamrock shake for the year, so I'm good. Well, aren't you better than me? <laughs> All right, let me also try this. Shamrock well, you know, shake. I'm. Um, I am eating far less than I used to. Uh huh. I am now the skinniest I've been in my adult life. Nice. Which still, you're thinking, it doesn't look that skinny. <laughs> no, I, I definitely see progress. Do you? I saw I saw it last uh, last time we got together, and I saw it now. And I'd love to talk about the the irony that's going on here because there's there's a huge uh, thing going on. We're doing a podcast called Let's Do Lunch, and we're both on diets, <laughs> and we don't talk about the food. And it's brunch time right now. Yeah. And I was planning on having breakfast, and no one's listening to the podcast. So really... Wow, this is just riddled like irony. What is going on here? <laughs> Maybe it's just an excuse for us to go out and eat? Yeah. Okay, okay I'm all right with that. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. This is not a small burrito. I used to love breakfast burritos. I used to get them all the time. When I was in the Navy, there was a food truck... That stationed itself right outside of our aircraft carrier. Oh, nice! And it was the most wonderful breakfast burrito that I that I ever had. And I'll bet they were making money hand over fist. Oh yeah. That's another one of those phrases that doesn't make sense. Hand over fist. Well, you've already got a fistful of money, and now you're receiving more money from that second hand. But hand over hand or fist over fist would be more. 
like you know because it's, it's like kinds. Why why is why is one a hand and the other one's a fist? I, I, I told you the first one is a fist full of money. Somebody gave you so much money in that first hand that you needed to crumple it up into a fist so that you wouldn't lose it, so that it wouldn't blow away. Now you've placed a second hand over that fist in order to receive more money from this guy. Yeah, even with your visual, it still doesn't make sense. <laughs> well, here's another one I don't like. When you fall in love with someone, you're head over heels. Isn't your head over your heels most of the time anyway? You're tripping so much that you've completely tripped back to normal. Yeah, see, that doesn't work for me. <laughs> I was head over heels pretty much 24-7. I mean, even when I'm laying down, I have a pillow, so my head is slightly elevated over my heels. Do you think it's like a like a, a, a doggy-style reference? <laughs> like, normally you'd be lying down, but this time you, you love them so much that you're standing. Okay. And now... For something, for something completely different. Yeah, no, this is probably uh, one of my top five uh, chicken quesadillas I've ever had. Are you being facetious? I don't know what that means. Okay. <laughs> Was that a facetious answer? Oh, <laughs> now I'm lost. <laughs> um, no, I enjoy, I enjoy this uh, chicken quesadilla. Yeah. We were in the middle of talking about something, and yeah. we completely lost track. Can we rewind? We were around, but uh, we still don't know where we left off, so yeah. that's not going to work. Moving on, what was your thing from last time? Well, I was going to ask you if you ate the Szechuan sauce. At, oh, no. Because, you know, it, it, it finally really came back It finally this time. came back with more packets. Like, but... real came back, because they did that short... And somebody, and somebody hopped up on the counter and started being all Rick-like. Rub-a-lub-a-dub-dub. Uh-huh. So I thought it was kind of cool that um, they actually went through with it and really brought it back this time. I haven't tried it yet either. I really want to try it. I just haven't pulled the trigger because, again, I'm now eating far less than I used to. Well, I mean, it seems like fun, but I'm not going to take like all of my cuisine tips from an animated television show. Why not? A lot of people listen to Rachel Ray. Guy Frary, I'm pretty sure he's animated. Yeah. No, it's he's like he's like the uh, the the what was it, the judge from Who Framed Roger Rabbit, where he's just a cartoon inside a person mask. Doc? Yeah, it was it was the guy it was um Doc Mc, Doc McStuffins from uh, no, Back to the Future. <laughs> It's basically the same guy that Rick is patterned after. Yeah. So that's kind of a cyclical reference there. Ed O'Neill, right? Ed O'Neill. <laughs> yeah, Ed O'Neill has so much in common with... I am so blanking on his name right yeah, now. I know, right? Oh. Everett. Everett, no. no um... Doc Everett was his actual character's name, wasn't it? <laughs> That's sad. Christopher Reeves? Christopher Lloyd. Lloyd, there it is. That was it. Reeves was a slightly different case there. Yeah. All right, we got it, guys. You can all stop tweeting us now. My inbox is going to be full at, forgetting his name. What is it, at LDL Podcast, right? Yeah. I don't even, I don't even know what our what our Twitter account is. Well, you should. You're the one tweeting. Twittering. Twitter. Twit. 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 Twit
You're the one representing us online, for the most part. Okay, so I suppose we should have brought Shekwan sauce to this restaurant and tried them with the chips. Well, I wonder if we should do another McDonald's. And get both Szechuan sauce and the um, Shamrock Shake. Mm. I think it might be too late by the time we get back together. Oh, you're right. Man, we suck at this. Yeah. <laughs> we need, like, a secretary to kind of plan this stuff mm-hmm. out for us. Maybe get us a sponsorship deal from Dr. Pepper or something. You know what I was thinking? Is that if we changed our name to Let's Do Lunch and started drinking Mountain Dew... Oh, there you go. So be a Let's then, D-E-W Lunch. Yeah, then, uh, then Dr. Pepper will get jealous. And then say, they'll maybe... feel that there's some competition going on. Yeah. And then they'll try and outbid, like... Invisibleness. We could start a bidding war to sponsor our podcast. I like that idea, John. <laughs> did you just reassure yourself? <laughs> I think I did. Um, Easter was April Fool's Day. Right? That happened a little while ago. That seems like a fun combination of things. Right? So I just didn't put any uh, Easter baskets out for my kids. Did you see that? Somebody actually did that. Oh, really? Somebody put. Somebody had their kids running through the field... For like 20 there. minutes with nothing there. April Fool's Gotcha. Kids. Oh, that's, that's mean. Somebody else um, took a Brussels sprout and dipped it in chocolate and then put those Ferro Roche gold oh. foils around them. Ooh, that's a fun idea. Yeah. Um, I actually had a slight prank. Um, slight prank? You yeah. and your slight pranks. They have... A <laughs> I don't want to hurt anyone. <laughs> Um, they had uh, a thing called a whack-a-pack, which is this little foil, uh, just this foil envelope, maybe like two inches across, three inches long. Um, and when you thump it with your hand, it causes a chemical reaction that causes a balloon inside to expand and pop out. Oh. And so the balloon inside was uh, like some Easter uh, eggs. That's kind of fun. Yeah. So it combined the concept of a semi-practical joke and Easter. So I brought them in and shared them with my uh, co-workers. That's not a practical joke. That's just a fun candy. See, you are not good at this it wasn't, practical joke. It wasn't joke. candy. Well, okay, but still. But, no, the, the, the interesting thing was... That's like was, saying giving someone a Mexican jumping bean is a practical joke. No, it's a thing. I... I brought it. I brought it on April Fool's Day, and I set it down in front of somebody, without explanation, and just hit it, and it starts to expand in front of them. Like, what are you doing? What's going on here? Do I need to move? Is it fun? Absolutely. Is it a practical joke? I'm afraid it falls short of that. Well, now, I, if I it had a whoopee cushion sound effect in the middle there, maybe nah, be closer. I, I think you guys are too vicious with your practical vicious, jokes. Yeah, whoopee cushions are the vicious ones. <laughs> That's where you cross the line. As someone who's revered Bart Simpson, as long as you have, it seems odd to me how tame your version of a practical joke is. He did some good stuff in the early seasons. I'm 100% done with these guys now. Well, so I watched two episodes recently. The recent episodes. The recent one where they decided to talk about the Apu controversy? No. Um, the ones I watched was... It was two. One of them was pretty good. The other one? Bleh. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't good. It was just that is exactly, 20 minutes. That is exactly how the sea captain described Patty and Selma. 
<laughs> one of them, they're real pretty. The other one, kind of plain. Even though they're both identical, except for the haircut. But whatever. Did you see that they uh, addressed the controversy of a poo? No, I must have missed that one. That's the most recent episode. Um, you mean the problem with the poo that I mentioned? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, oh, I didn't know they did that. Marge was reading to Lisa a bedtime story where all of the... Uh, Scary bits got were politically incorrect and neutered and taken out, and so Lisa was complaining about this. And Marge said something about how uh, something that's used to be fine is now politically incorrect and we can't do it anymore. Mm. And then they cut to a picture of a poo on Lisa's desk uh, that said, "Don't have a cow, man." Oh, nice. Is that all they did in reference to the Apu thing? They looked directly at the camera, and they were definitely talking about it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's that's their general thing. And the guy that originally wrote the uh, documentary said, it's nice to see that, you know, Simpsons is finally semi-relevant again. And He just likes that he was referenced. Yeah. And all of the... Uh, lefties were going nuts, and all the righties were going nuts. And, you know, just... Let people have their opinions. Cool it. The, no. the, the righties are saying that the, the liberals were crying about this, and they weren't. They were displeased, and there's definitely a conversation that needs to be had. I think the, the lefties were making much a poo about nothing. You like how I did that? No. Oh, come on. That was a good one. But at the same time... The righties were also making much a poo about nothing. Well, about the lefties' response to it. But they also had a response. Both of them had a response, and both of them were blowing each other out of proportion, mm-hmm. calling each other names, and just get over it. You know, there is a conversation that needs to be had. Let's have the conversation instead of calling each other names. When are they going to do a book called The Problem with Bumblebee Man? Because I'm sure that's not long coming. That was one of the common uh, counterpoints. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. I wasn't trying to make a point. I just thought that one's probably next. You know, I wasn't... I wasn't being facetious. I was honestly wondering what other stereotypes might be next. So, yeah. We'll get to them one at a time. I guess. But see, what's wrong with it? I still don't see what's wrong with the did you watch? Did you watch the documentary? No. Okay, so there you go. I watched bits, clips, not the whole thing. Right, so you watched someone else's take on it. No, I watched the clips that the guy was showing when he was doing the circuits. You know, going on interviews... You know, oh, interview okay. on this. And he would bring packets with him to show as before they introduced okay. him. So I saw the stuff he wanted shown as clips and bits. But nonetheless, I'm like, eh. Again, I honestly, despite my bad pun, much a poo about nothing. Yeah. It's I also mean, the title of an episode. It is. <laughs> the title so of that's, that's, why I, uh, that's why I couldn't give you props for it. Is because you're just quoting the title of an episode that you clearly knew. What makes you think I would know the name of episodes? Do I, like a guy, know the name of Simpsons episodes? You know what? I guess you're right. I apologize for not... Mm-hmm. Why am I so unthoughtful lately? Why am I so unthoughtful lately? What's up with that? Are you? Why am I being a jerk? You're my bleeding heart liberal friend. I don't know what you're talking about. I had a friend tell, tell me about the, uh, the, the lady that did Black Lives Matter. She was talking to some guy. They were just chatting, having a good time. And she said, you know, that slum property that is, you know, destroying the lives of so many thousands of, of African-American people. And he's like, oh, yeah, I run that. 
He was the nicest guy, but he still decided to choose money over people. Well, see, I'm not sure I think there's anything wrong with him owning an apartment complex that provides... A specifically slum property where you can fix it and help people, but instead you choose to just make a profit? Well, maybe he has a certain price point he's trying to keep in to make it affordable. Or... I mean, you just are making assumptions about this guy very unfairly. Uh Uh-huh. Don't you think? You Uh can't see it from his point of view? You're you're very Uh myopic here. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Are we going down that dangerous road again? Yeah. No, I've got a list. We can go. We can go into just. We can go nuts, but I'm not. I'm not gonna. It's, uh... Well, let me change the topic. Okay. To something that's a little more lighthearted. Did you hear that IBM just reinvented the world's smallest computer? It's about the size of a grain of salt. Okay. Table salt. Yeah. So that chip I just ate had 50 mini computers worth on there. Don't you think that's impressive? You don't seem you seem very non-pulsed by this news. No, that's that's not a big deal. People, co- people are making computers tinier and tinier, and until we get to no, I'm not impressed at all. Okay, well let me tell you about this computer that's the size of remember a grain of salt, not even rice. We're talking a grain of salt. Okay, it's so small and yet it has the same power as the same computer I was using when I was 14 years old. Okay. It has a mid-1990s processing power packed into it. That's... Come on. No, that that busts Moore's Law wide open. Sorry. That's that's nothing to me because... I I guess I've just seen too much Star Trek where, like... um, It it would have to be amazing for for me to be amazed. Well, yeah. Well, that that is the definition of the word. (laughs) But... That's science fiction in Star Trek. This is actually now happening. But science fiction is based on, you know, the possibilities. And so we've we've gotten there. Yeah, there's still some pseudoscience floating around those worlds that aren't really back. Like the round earth thing. Right. Where do they get that crap from? Hey, this is John. That was just the appetizer. You want a full course meal? Keep listening. Let's Do Lunch is sponsored by Boating Tech. Boating Tech is Arizona's leading smart home provider. You don't need to take out a loan to make your home smart. With packages starting as low as only $250, Boating Tech can start you on the path to simplified smart home living. Boating Tech, smart homes at smart prices. Visit us at bodinellc.com. B-O-D-I-N-E-L-L-C.com. Um, it's 100 degrees today. Did you know that? 98. In uh, some spots in Arizona here, it's going to be 100 degrees. But not here. Right now, it is a cool 84. Yeah, well, it's not It's not noon yet. But yesterday, baseball games were postponed because of snow. Clearly not in Arizona. Not in Arizona. Yeah, okay, yeah. But only like 900 miles away. It's so weird, isn't it? How Arizona is this little, like, singular hotbed of temperature, literal hotbed. Yeah. In the whole country. Everyone else is like, wow, did that groundhog see a shadow or what kind of thing, right? And I'm thinking, man, it's already 100 degrees? Yeah. Why can't we enjoy some of the cool weather that apparently the entire rest of the nation is experiencing? It's so weird. What about a tunnel that just pumps all of the cold air from other places to us? 
You know, can't we make like a big pipe that maybe passes through a couple of Indian reservations? We, we do have jet streams. Does that count for anything? That's hard to move around. Well, they're kind of God-made. I don't know. We'll come up with a, with a solution. Does that count as invention? A giant pipe? Pumping in cool air to cool Arizona down? Nah, I got better. I would hope so. Because that one... I mean, we did say the bar is low. It doesn't have to be feasible anymore. No. So. Here's my invention. And it will, it will never work in real life, but I love the idea. That sounds like most of your inventions. You know how... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know how um, you go to Disney and you go on that roller coaster and they take the pictures of you while oh, yeah. you're in the... They're going be a... down on Splash Mountain. Yeah. I, I sometimes will purposely pick my nose at the right time just right. to send the picture. Right. And they, sure. there was, you know, people do wedding uh, marriage announcements, engagements. Oh, yeah. On those things. Bad idea. Or other, or other like, set-up cool things. Well, anyway, I think that we should have that uh, photo opportunity in the gift shop of casinos. You take a picture of the guy <laughs> at his highest high when he's won the $1,000 blackjack. Uh-huh. like, yeah! And then you can go to the gift shop later and take a pi- and buy a picture of that. How is that not a great idea? I have a lot of reasons why it's not a great that's, idea. That's a whole world of, of marketing. That's missed revenue that, right there. Yeah, that, that no casino has done yet. Well, you know, it would be pretty good for advertising purposes for the casino. Yeah. You know, that kind of makes me wonder. When I, as an actor, get my picture taken, I get compensated for it. How come Disney can take my picture and throw it up on the screen for everyone who's there to see without compensating me? Because I have to pay for that privilege. Because there's a, a contract that you signed when you bought the ticket that says they're allowed to use your photo anywhere. Right? So I'm thinking... Just don't buy a ticket? It seems a bit like an invasion of privacy, and I never signed anything for the tickets I bought. I'm just saying. Yeah, you sign a uh, you sign a receipt. You buy the ticket. I didn't sign a receipt. You check a box. I have to research that. Maybe I can just start. Next time they take a picture of me, uh huh. Instead of them asking me if I want to buy one, I'll give them an invoice. Yeah. You could sue Disney. I should sue for Disney. invasion of privacy in their theme hey, parks. Facebook is going through it right now, right? Yeah. Well, if Facebook can't get away with this crap. How come Disney is? I, Facebook will take us down a path. Are you upset about Facebook? Facebook will take us down a path. I deleted my Facebook app. Did you? On my phone. What about your account? I still have a Facebook account. I can use it on my uh, computer. Why is that any better? Because the phone Facebook app will um, take your camera information, your voice information, your text information. Texting too? Yes, and they'll implement that into the ad revenue. That's why I was getting all of that Soylent stuff, because I Googled it once, and I cleared my cache, but it doesn't matter, because Facebook already got that information. Mm-hmm. And you still haven't ordered, by the way. No. Your wife ruined it. <laughs> why, is, why is she always there? Why do you spend so much time with your wife? I've got three students of mine now that uh-huh. have all ordered Soylent. Okay, well, are they listening to our podcast? I don't think so. Where are your priorities, man? I try. <laughs> you know, I need to do that for a grade. Make it mandatory. Nice. Pass my class. Listen to my podcast. Well, I mean, that's what professors do with their books, right? Uh huh. We talk about tech here. Yeah. Like we talk about the computer that you clearly have no interest in. Absolutely. Okay. Um, speaking of Soylent, how's that Swiss train coming along? <laughs> yeah. You know. 
Have you have you gotten to the uh, Swiss train, or is I've, it more of a uh, no? It's more of an American clunker. It's certainly less often, not irregular. Just I don't eat as much, so I don't need to use the restroom as much, yeah. you know. But but everything's running smooth for the most part. I don't feel backed up or okay restricted in any way. So you're not like a you're not like a, a Japanese model, but you're you know maybe something from Europe. Certainly higher class than the old stuff you see driving through Tucson. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. Now you've uh, personified my uh, my restroom breaks. Absolutely. Come is on. That, is that really a personification? They, they want to know. These, really these listeners want to know everything about you. That's why they're listening. Has, uh, has the loss of weight affected uh, like any of the, the other stuff that you've got going on, the, the psoriasis or anything? No. I was told it would. It hasn't. Well, maybe you're not there yet. I don't know. But I, <laughs> I had a physical, my, you know, annual physicals, you know. I just had mine last week. And I'm visiting with my doctor, and, you know, every time I go there, they weigh you and stuff like that, right? Yeah. And he comes in, and this doctor had reprimanded me in the past about being fat, right? Uh-huh. And he said, you know, you know, psoriasis is triggered partially by obesity, and if you lose weight, you know, and of course, I mean, I've lost over 30 pounds now, and I still have no change in the psoriasis. Uh-huh. Anyway, he says to me, well, as a little bit of motivation, you're no longer obese. Now you're just overweight. Yeah. And I'm like, thank you? <laughs> you remember? <laughs> I'm still overweight, so it doesn't sound that warm and fuzzy. No, that's that's huge. I guess it is. Because there's there's obesity, and then there's hyper-obesity. You know the... Um, Morbidly obese? You know the... Uh, the, the the fake uh, uh, physical that the president went through, where they said he was 6'3", 239. 6'3", and 239 for President Trump. Somehow he managed to gain an inch in his 70s, and somehow he managed to lose 100 pounds. Probably just had shoes on. Just during that physical. So if he was 6'2", and 239, that puts him obese. Right. So 6'3", 239, he's only overweight. If the numbers were fudged, wouldn't it make more sense to fudge down a pound than up an inch? No, because you would have to change many pounds. Actually, I'm going to get a little more dip real quick. I have a whole thing about the stupid BMI scale. BMI is dumb, I'll agree with you. But at the same point, it does also make some good points here and there. No, it makes no good points. It takes no effect into bone mass, muscle versus fat, um, That's the real age. key. That's the real key is muscle versus fat. But well, BMI that's, that's is a key. BMI is like the temperature. You know, if you take somebody's temperature, maybe they're sick, maybe they're just cold. Mm, I disagree. I, I still disagree. I think it really is a horrible indicator of anything. I have an app on my phone. It ties into my scale. Yeah. So every time I get on my scale, it records my progress, which is fun because I'm watching this little mountain go downhill a little bit every day. It's kind of fun, yeah. right? But it also does electrical pulses through your body, you know, because it has those little metal sensors. So you're getting shocked into... I don't feel any different, but... <laughs> so it'll, it'll measure, you know, your water levels. So it can tell you how much is water. I mean, it's not 100% accurate, of course, but it's, it's a good indicator. It'll tell you what your skeletal muscle levels are. It'll um, it'll tell you like 
roughly what your fat-free body weight would be. Is this accurate, or it's, is it just making stuff up? It's relatively accurate. I mean, they're not clinical. Like, they're not going to be used for super things that require accuracy, but it's it's pretty decent. And I'll tell you, like, your bone mass. Because if, if it's just sending electrical shocks through your body, all that's telling you is the resistance. Well, but different parts of your body have different resistances. It kind of does this thing where it cycles through, and it checks for different parts. Anyway... When it comes to bone mass, it says that my bone mass is significantly higher than the average person. And so I have more weight just from my bones. And people always say that, fat people. They're always like, well, I'm just big boned. But I actually am big boned. I don't know if I trust the app, though. Like, have you, had, have you talked to a doctor about your, your larger than normal bones? Well, I wouldn't say larger than normal. It makes it sound like I'm elf man here. <laughs> I just... I just have, like, a huge rib cage. I just have a big frame. And I just do. But it doesn't, you know, BMI, it just does, it takes into effect nothing other than height and weight. Uh-huh. There's so many variables. You know, BMI is not an indicator of health at all. I think that it is a good indicator, but it is far from perfect. And I think just saying someone's obese because they have a 30 BMI... Chances are you're right. No, I disagree. I I, I think our classifications now, are all screwed up. Now again, you're you're taking too much negativity from the word obese. Obese just means you know a little bit overweight. No, overweight means overweight. Uh huh. There is an overweight category and an obese category. I know. I I looked at my we. Right. I got so tired of hearing. Dun 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 dun. That's obese. Thank you, Wee. That's reassuring. <laughs> so motivating. But now, if I step on my Wee, it says, that's overweight. Mm-hmm. Doesn't sound very much more positive, frankly, but whatever. Yeah. No, I, I think yeah. obese, there's, there's a, a large negative connotation with obese, and I think obese is, you know... Not where we should be, but acceptable. Okay, so let me ask you this. How could obese be in a non-negative connotation? Where is there ever a non-negative connotation for obese? Just stop using it that way. In what other way can it be used? You have too much fat. That's literally what it means. (laughs) There is no other way to sell it. I don't know. I think if you just kind of shrugged it off. So, since we were... We kind of jumped around a little bit, but earlier you were mentioning... Uh, you know, privacy things and, yeah. you know, you're scared of the technology stuff. Have you heard about what's going on with Alexa lately? Um, that she's murdering people? No, but she's laughing randomly at people and they don't know why. That's funny. Have you heard about this? No, but that's funny. Certain people have noticed that all of a sudden, they're not even talking to their Alexa and she's getting, like, some sort of trigger somehow and she starts laughing. Ha 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 ha. Ha 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 ha. They're, like, robotic <laughs> laugh. Just a weird thing going on with Alexa these That's days. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a little scary. And though. if you're having a conversation that you think is amusing, and all of a sudden your Alexa starts laughing, you're like, "Nailed it!" Has she been listening this whole time? <laughs> it's gotta be suspicious. Yeah. Yeah. See, um, I just looked at uh, an XKCD a little while ago, which is a fun little uh, comic strip that talks about science and what have you. And it did a little graph of, um, you know, where we are now, the point where robots take over, 
you know, and de destroy all humans. And then the point where robots can control swarms of bees, you know? And, and, that's, and that, that moment, it comes before they take over completely. Right, right. Because we're going to give robots the power to do these things before they flip the switch and say, okay, now let's kill people with these things. They're going to so experiment said, by using bees. He said the bees part, the swarms of, where, where they can control swarms of robots, mini robots, that's the part that I'm afraid of. Not the part where they flip. Weird. I wonder if he watches the Black Mirror show. Oh, I'm sure he does. Because there's an episode of Black Mirror where that basically is kind of what happens. It, now, is this is Black Mirror like the worst case scenario kind of thing, or is it just like one thing is more evil than you thought it was? Black Mirror is more about how technology always comes at a cost. Uh-huh. It's sort of like, technology is great, but here's bad sides of that same greatness. That's kind of their, their theme, which is why okay. I like it. All right, so it's kind of like a Twilight Zone. Think more deeply about these. these Think more deeply about these things, but it, it almost always has a really interesting tech aspect to it. It's always okay. tech related, and, and like the one about that isn't really that the robots take over the bees. It's more like because you know the bees have been dying off, right? Okay. So in this alternate future, a company has created a replacement of the honeybee out of like robot bees, sure. basically. And then, of course, you can imagine how that could go wrong very quickly. You need to watch that episode of Black Mirror on Netflix now. Yeah. Season four, now streaming. Yeah. I guess I guess I'm done with the Good Place, so I might as well catch a I might as well catch a couple Black Mirrors. We mentioned Good Place in a text conversation yeah. earlier. No, I have I have so many theories. Right after the pilot, I had theories, and then I still have theories. Did any of those theories pan out that you had from the beginning? No, and I was actually really disappointed. Because I had I had so much better theories. I did not see when I got to the end of season one. Yeah, everything is revealed. That twist. I you, know, you know who else didn't yeah. see it is the cast. They have a they have a reaction really? video of the uh, writer reading that script to everybody except Kristen Bell and Ted Danson because they had no idea, and they read the script and they're like, "Whoa, that's a whoa, really yeah. interesting." Well, I guess the whole idea is. The characters need to be kept in the dark. Keep the actors in the dark. Makes yeah. it more genuine, right? No, my, my first thought, um, watching the pilot, so this isn't really a spoiler because the pilot is the We're first We're at the end episode. of season two at this point, right? Yeah. So yeah, this, is like, this is almost two years ago. I think we can talk about the pilot episode of The Good Place. Yeah, so in the pilot, the first thing that I thought well, wait, was... Should we, should we just step up one second and just explain what the show is All real right. briefly? Sure. Because I think we're jumping ahead of making okay, some assumptions. So the Good Place here. is a TV show where it's with Ted Danson and Kristen Bell, where Kristen Bell dies, and the first thing she sees is a green sign that says, Welcome, everything is fine. And then she goes into Ted Danson's office and he says, You're in The Good Place, now you can. everything's perfect, you can do whatever you want, this is heaven, have a good time. And then she realizes that there's some terrible mix-up because she never did some of the things that Ted Danson thinks that she did and then has to go on from there and figure out what's going on. Yeah, so basically she figures she's not supposed to be in the good place, she should be in the bad place. Yeah. But she doesn't want to get kicked out of the good place, so she kind of plays along and tries to figure it out without getting kicked yeah. out. So that's the pilot. It's zany. And the first thing that I thought was uh, the guy who wasn't talking, uh, G G Jian, G Jinping, something like that. Jiu, 
whatever, the, the Chinese guy. I'm like, there's no way that this guy is actually also a good place guy. That's, really? That's a setup. That was my first thought. You figured thought. that out? That was my first I, thought. From the pilot? Yeah. I did not catch that. Yeah. Um, I also had a much better po uh, philosophy for Ted Danson because he said that he wasn't human, but he never said what he was. And I thought he was Eleanor, the main character, Eleanor's cat. So here's the deal. Um, he, uh, in, in the pilot, he starts sweating and he says, I've never done this before, what do I do? He, do I start licking it? And he starts licking it. And then he said, and uh, Janet gives him a towel and he says, okay, I'll wipe it, and then I'll lick that towel. So that was my first thought, maybe. Was no, he was never a the, human. The second he didn't thing, say that. No, he said that I'm not human, but he never said what he was. Oh, right. So I thought I that think, he was a cat. I don't think he ever lived on Earth. Second, second reason me. that I think that he was a cat is when things started to go wrong in the pilot, he starts darting around like a cat, like he's running away and avoiding things, very much like a cat. Third thing huh. is, in the pilot, they had a dog that was just sitting there, and he's like, what's this dog doing here? Is that dog supposed to be there? And then he kicks the dog into the sun. And I think that's very much a cat thing to do. Be afraid of a dog, kick it into the sun. So I thought that, uh, that <laughs> Ted Danson was a cat, and I think the reason that Eleanor got into the good place was because the cat had a fondness for Eleanor. Eleanor, the only thing that Eleanor cared for was that cat. And here's the uh, real thing. When she goes into her uh, dream house, there's a whole bunch of clown uh, pictures all over the place. Right. It wasn't really her dream house. It was whoever they thought she was as right. dream house. Right, yeah. but there were clown pictures all over the place. And so I thought that just before the cat died, she had gone to the circus, brought home a pamphlet. They had a birthday party for Eleanor, and they got a clown to host that birthday party. And the clown gave her like a box of like, here's your fresh clown nose and, and shoes and stuff. So the cat dies and Eleanor puts the cat in the box, the clown box, to bury her. The cat thinks, what a wonderful thing for Eleanor to do to bury me in this, cat, in this clown box that she loved so much. And Eleanor's like, thank goodness I got rid of this clown box. You really went down the rabbit hole on that oh, one. Oh man, I, wow. had, I had so many great theories All for right, this Well show. see, here's the problem with that theory. Why would the cat come back and be the controller of this entire good place? Because he How worked. How did the cat get that authority? The cat worked for 15 years as hard as he could, got a human body, became an amazing worker at, you know, whatever this number punching thing that he was doing, and then they let him be the architect. And he said, the first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to save Eleanor. Okay, but if the cats come back as humans, would that mean there's no more pets? Why would the dog still be dogs? Sure. Or maybe it could have been a tree. Or only the cats are good enough and worthy enough to get a human maybe, body. Maybe, just, maybe just this particular cat, you know, did other great things in its life and so got to go to the good place and become an architect. Maybe this cat saved a family from a fire. Those are some interesting elements that are clearly never going to pan out. <laughs> now, wouldn't it be funny if at the end of season three we find out that that was what happened? I would, I would love it. It's still possible. They didn't destroy the possibility that he was once a cat. You haven't Have seen season two yet. I have not, no. So I'm, there's, I'm basing everything off my season one knowledge. There's more information there. Um, but, I don't know, maybe. Sure. Well, did you they can, say you how... You can always back you know, up. They do actually the mention that show. he's like hundreds of years old at some point, don't they? 
Oh, he's, he once said... He's like super old. He once said that he was very old, yes. But he's Michael, you know? He's allowed to lie. Or he's very old in cat ears. Right? That could work. <laughs> so that's what I got about The Good Place. Okay. Well, I will have to start watching it again. All right. Yeah. Well, Are you feeling like you've tapped out your topics? I've got I've got a little bit more, but it's all like you know punchlines. It's nothing deep. Well, after we're done recording, we yeah. need to talk about the five k. Yeah, we gotta get that all sorted out. Yeah, I guess I'll I'll say something about it now. I'm really sorry. <laughs> you suck. I like. I, oh, I'm so I'm so frustrated so, about this. And this isn't even the first five k that we were gonna do. This is the second five k that we were gonna do. The first one was more on you. The second <laughs> one is definitely on me, but. Yeah. I mean, it's a little out of my control. Apparently, it's in my contract, and I didn't realize it. Uh-huh. There's, like, one Saturday in the entire school year uh-huh. that is mandatory for me to do this thing. And That's, it's, like, a 2% chance. And it's this Saturday. And it wasn't anywhere on my radar when we talked about this, because we, we had this lined up two months in advance. Yeah. Then they, and I heard them started talking about this thing at my school, this Saturday thing. And I just, it never made it on my calendar. It just, it never occurred to me there would be a conflict. And then just about a week ago, uh-huh. I start like, oh, I guess I really need to start figuring out what I'm supposed to do let for me, this uh, thing. Oh, crap. Let me, uh, let me narrow this down a little. This was seven days before the start of the race is when I received the text. Yes. So I'm going to try and do what I can do to make sure that a ticket gets in the hand of someone who can use it. No, we've, we've got it all figured out. Is I'm, I found someone who's going to run. And she's adorable. Your daughter? Yep. We're going to do a daddy-daughter 5K. Well, it's a good one for a kid to start out. A cookies and milk. I mean, that's a pretty good starting 5K for a kid. Let's Do Lunch is brought to you in part by our persistent patience with this stupid computer. What do you mean? File error. There is no file. So... Let's just recap real quick. We are at Moreno's Mexican Grill. The cup says warning this restaurant is habit forming. Have we decided or determined whether or not that is a legitimate statement? Um, no, I am not, I am not, I have not been habitatized. But you did say it was one of your top three best chicken quesadillas in life. Top five, man. Top five, my bad. Does that mean number four, number five? Clearly not number one, two, or three. I mean, number one is on my top five. You know, I think there's a mm, something on their logo that actually raises red flags that I should have picked up on. In their logo, what is that? That's a hot dog. It's a hot dog for a Mexican do we, grill. Do we need to buy a hot dog? Is that a thing? Why would a Mexican grill's logo be a hot dog with a chili pepper holster? That is not the logo of a Mexican. That's not even a Mexican food item. And I don't remember seeing hot dogs anywhere on the menu. Do you? So there's so many problems with this logo. I have issues. Oh, I am going to meet someone tomorrow. And I'm super excited for this meeting. I'm going to meet a celebrity... Maybe he's more on the B list. That sounded, like a, that sounded like you put quotes around the word celebrity there. Because he's, he, even in his heyday, this particular celebrity wasn't exactly Tom Cruise, but I'm going to meet Gallagher tomorrow. 
Oh no. Do you remember Gallagher? I do. I'm very familiar with his works. Legomatic. Yeah. Would be his. Uh, now is it the actual Gallagher, point? or is it his brother that tried to steal his his thing? His act. No, it is the Gallagher. I'm going to meet him tomorrow. I'll potentially be doing an interview with him for the radio show. Uh huh. I am so excited to meet Gallagher. He's gotten older and 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 political a little bit with his age. I saw some clips of him on stage recently. He looks very different, all white hair and stuff now. But he uh, he's a little more, you know, right-wing-ish now. Oh, great. At least from what I heard in his bits. No, it's, it sounds like it. I know uh, Roseanne... I figured he'd be left-wing. I, don't I know, know Roseanne re-kicked off her thing, and then Trump immediately tweeted saying how great her ratings were, and then she immediately retweeted back to him about how Trump is saving the world from pedophiles. Yeah, I heard about that. I don't know where she got that exact thing from. Are you biting your tongue? Yes. Well, I mean, obviously he was going to like Roseanne because she made quite a few pro-Trump-esque comments in her first couple episodes. Uh Uh-huh. But, you know, I like that she did it in a way that was fun humor. It wasn't yeah, nasty. She, she did it, she did it well, right. Because here's, there does need to be a discussion. And she did have the discussion. And then they moved on to something yeah. else. You know, she's got her liberal sister with the pink hat and the nasty woman's shirt, you know, and all that. And, um, you know, you would think Roseanne's character would be that way. So it kind of fits, you know? I mean, it's... And... and I think she puts a, an interesting spin on the side of politics that you're not seeing very much on TV right now. But you are turned off already because yeah. of that? No, I, I, I remember loving the show when I was a kid. I enjoyed watching the, the first episode, and I think we watched the second episode as well. But uh, I'm done with her because of that tweet. Can't you separate the one from the other? N- you can separate you the character to. from the person, but when the person is terrible then you should not support the character. I disagree with that. First of all, what she said wasn't terrible. It was kind of maybe a little uh, exaggerated or... or Just that Trump is saving the world from pedophiles. Yeah, I don't know what the point of that was, but it's not terrible. It's just dumb. It's not terrible. Terrible was if she said, I am a pedophile. Now, that is terrible. But that wasn't a terrible tweet. It was just a dumb tweet. See, to me, you're letting politics influence things that have no reference in it. You shouldn't ban actors because they're left-leaning or right-leaning. It's not, it's not it leaning. That's, that's beyond leaning. It's not. You're just wrong on this one. I think that's insane that, you know, I don't know. I, I think that's just dumb. Well, does it make it better to know that she uh, killed John Goodman's character because he wanted to move on to uh, making movies? No, people do that in comes and TV shows all the time. It's the business. It's industry. And she said, you know what? I'm going to kill your character. And they had a falling out. Yeah. So? Eh, I don't like her. Actors do that all the time. Because, and look, I personally don't like her. I mean, I, I think she's kind of a, a slothish, grotesque woman in a lot of ways. But I appreciate the humor. And I don't think the fact that she had one ill-gotten tweet is enough to completely write off her ability as a writer. I think that she's a fine writer, but I'm not going to support her show because of the nature of that tweet. Do you think you not watching her show is going to change anything? Yes. Are you a Nielsen family? 
Because if you're not, then no, it doesn't make a difference. How did Bill O'Reilly get kicked off the air? It was the uh, uh, advertisers. Okay, but you're not a Nielsen family. Advertisers don't know if you're watching or not, so it doesn't really matter. So let it go, John, and just enjoy the shows you want to like. Yeah, I think um, saying that what you do do doesn't matter is kind of a very uh, middle place philosophy. No. In this instance, as a non-Nielsen member, unless you're streaming it online in which ratings are recorded, you're watching it or not, doesn't matter. I'm, I'm watching it all illegally online anyway. Okay, so it doesn't matter. Uh, it matters. It doesn't have any influence. It has no bearing. So your stupid little protest <laughs> is very middle place. But anyway. <laughs> okay, that got mean. Yeah, see how, see how we can't go there? We can't really do politics. Oh, I've, got, I've got so many paragraphs. So many. That was fun. Anyway, it was a funny show. I think the son, though... The, you know, their yeah. young kid, JD is his name, I think. JD was the, the uh, character, the original son. It's still the original son. No, the, the new son, Mark. No, no, I'm talking about Roseanne's Roseanne's character Roseanne's son. son. Okay. He came back in the beginning of the first yeah, episode. Yes, one. He hasn't had much he acting experience. Is a horrible actor. Do you think Roseanne's not a horrible oh, actor? No, Roseanne's not great. <laughs> but it works for her. In that no, context, no, it doesn't. Because work for her. she's 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 fine with it. You, everyone knows she's not a great actor. It's just part of her shtick. But with the son, it was bad. I can see why they're not writing him into the show. Yeah, like the they're, son, they're the writing son him out had, as much as possible. The son hasn't had much experience. JD hasn't had much experience. He did uh, great acting. as a kid in the show. It worked. Yeah, that's not a but, thing. But he did not grow into acting, clearly. Very few kids that start out as kid actors end up being good actors. Well, look at Sarah Chalk. She played Darlene, not Darlene, the other one, Becky. She played Becky half. Second Becky or first Becky? She was second Becky and then fourth Becky. Because they, yeah. And then she went on to do Scrubs. No, I think she was first Becky. No. That was second Becky. First Becky never did anything else that I'm aware of. Trust me, this is something I do know. First Becky is now playing Becky. Second Becky is now playing the, the surrogate mother. You don't believe me, so you're Googling. No, I gotta Google it. Because I was pretty confident. Sarah Chalk was second Becky. But she went on to do some real acting. Elijah Wood... He was a child actor that went on to be a decent real actor. Um, I'm not thinking of a whole lot. I'm, um, Daniel Radcliffe. Harry Potter. Was on Roseanne? No, no, I'm talking about child actors who oh, went okay. on to be actors as adults and did well. Um, uh, Hermione Granger. Um, what's her name? I can't remember her name right now. I'm spacing on it. But she also was a child actor, went on to be a good adult actor. So anyway, did you find out I was right yet? No, I'm still working on it. All right. It'll come with time. All right. 88 to 97. 93 to 97. So Sarah Chuck was second Becky. You know, I feel like we could have gotten there much sooner if you just believed me. <laughs> All right. So there it is. Okay. Glad we finally got there. Jeez. I'm pretty sure we were already there. But Okay. <laughs> 
We have done this lunch. Yeah, we've been there. This lunch has been did. What do you What do you think about your uh, kid? Is he gonna pass? Your uh, student that recommended this place. Mm, this is a C. <laughs> he's yeah. not gonna fail, but he's not getting an A. All right. You want to well, say the famous words? It kind of seems to be your uh, shtick, right? Well, do you want a shtick? Should I? Well, I don't. I don't know. Like a like a competing shtick? Yeah. We could one up oh, each other. Geez, oh, no, okay. it's become a competition. So not I need, only I need we... a competing outro, a signature. That's the way the leche crumbles. Wow. Because <laughs> everyone knows leche crumbles. <laughs> Depends on how long. If it's the, if it's that uh, alienation leche, that the, I think the it sour was, milk. I, it wasn't quite crumbling, but it might have been chewy. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, gosh. All right. So um, well, what's, what's my new signature going to be? No, you can come up later. That could be your signature. I'll, I'll come up with it later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's do it. All right. Let's go be average elsewhere. I'll be. <laughs> I can't even get it out. <laughs> okay. Wait. <That's> a... <laughs> I don't know why I have a laughing fit all of a sudden. <laughs> it's, the, uh, it's the soil and it does this what, to you. What is in my water? Okay. <laughs> and see. No, I want to get this out. I want to do it. I just gotta. Okay. Whew. All right. Let's do this again. All right. Okay. You doing? Let's go be average elsewhere. I'm good. Oh no. These are our, these are our outtakes. Oh no. How many takes is it gonna give me? I'm just gonna have to edit this one. Okay. <laughs> I'll come up with it later. <laughs> I can't do it right, dang it. Oh. Oh. All right. Insert placeholder here. Are you as full as I am? Thanks for having lunch with us today. You can subscribe to the Let's Do Lunch podcast through iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play Music. We already made reservations at the next restaurant. Join us or we lose the good table. Let's Do Lunch is sponsored by Boating Tech. Boating Tech is Arizona's leading smart home provider. You don't need to take out a loan to make your home smart. With packages starting as low as only $250, Boating Tech can start you on the path to simplified smart home living. Boating Tech, smart homes at smart prices. Visit us at BodineLLC.com. B-O-D-I-N-E-L-L-C.com.